Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today we are going into the zone of, well, my favorite zone, which is the YouTube zone, the YouTube world. Uh, and if you guys do listen and do know uh, about my business and who I am, you guys know that I have my own YouTube channel and, uh, and it's all focused on math and education. And that is my life and that is my journey is everything related to education. And today we have somebody on the show who's the creator of a just a phenomenal YouTube channel. And it's really right up my alley because... It deals with all sorts of it deals with all sorts of interesting questions and interesting tidbits of history, and a lot of it is not so mainstream. And I think what's really important about this channel is it it makes you think, and it and, it, and also there's a lot of really cool things on there that uh, I think if you if you watch these videos, it'll it'll help you to achieve a growth mindset and and really explore your own boundaries and your own potential greatness. So I think that's super cool. Uh, the channel here is called After School. That school spelled S K O O L. And reading from the About section, it says, a weekly dose of fun and interesting science, ideas, stories, education, and more. And the, we have today the creator of After School, Mark Wooding, on the show. And I can't wait to talk and hear all about the channel and the inspiration behind it. So without further ado, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Honor. Well, thank, well, thank you so much for being here. So <laughs> let, me, let me start with this. And, and I, I hope I gave a, a good general overview of what the channel is about, but um, first of all, like, just rewind the clock. When did you start this and why? That's a great question. You, you asked very good questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the genesis of after school started from something very negative. And I like to take really negative things and see if I can reverse that energy and make it into something incredibly positive. So I was, I was at a, an all-time low. I had just been kind of taken advantage of in my business. I was robbed of a lot of money um, by a presidential candidate that I won't mention. This was in 2016. And uh, I had just been dumped by my, my ex-girlfriend. And I was just, I had a lot of like angst and energy that I needed to direct into a positive direction. So um, I was a big fan of YouTube. And I, I had the skill of making animations, so I, I saw other channels that I wanted to emulate, and I thought, you know what, let me give this one year to try to start a channel. And uh, it's, it's weird when you first start a channel because you have no subscribers, you're getting no views, and it's like nobody really cares if you make a video or not. But I kind of just stuck with it for a year, and my goal was to hit 100,000 subscribers in a year. And... Um, about six months in, I, I only had, I didn't even have a thousand subscribers and I'm thinking like, okay, how am I going to get a hundred thousand by a year? And, uh, <clears throat> I just, I just kept grinding and, um, tried different strategies and kept experimenting with, with growth strategies. And, um, literally on the day of a year on that, on the day I hit a hundred thousand subscribers. So, um, it was quite a thrill and, uh, 
I was like, all right, let's, let's continue with this. So that's, that's the, the story at the beginning. Just, just to jump in. I mean, because look, YouTube is a fascinating space, obviously. And, uh, I, you know, that's a space that I'm in as well. And I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I consider it art, uh, and, and as well, I'm sure you do it for, for a number in a number of ways, but just, just up for my own curiosity, what was, what was that growth curve? Like, I mean, you said six months in, you didn't have that many subscribers and then wh- what mm. happened, you know, wh- was it all of a sudden you got 10,000 in a week and then, you know, how did that work? That's a, that's a great question. Yeah. I, I love the way YouTube works and it's just a place where it's different than other social medias where you can, you can go and you can find the answers that you're seeking on YouTube. Whereas other social media platforms, you're kind of bombarded with whatever comes on your feed. Whereas YouTube, you can learn things and you go down these rabbit holes and um, you like pull a thread and it leads you to another idea. And I, I can, I can spend hours and hours on YouTube where if I'm on Facebook, I just feel like I need to get off right away. But, um, yeah, the growth from YouTube is, is interesting because nothing happens for so long and you kind of get deterred. I, I see a lot of creators getting deterred in the beginning because um, they're just, they just have no influence and nobody's watching their videos. So they kind of just give up too early, but all it takes is, is one video to, to hit the recommended section of YouTube or, or some celebrity shares your video and once you just get one hit, every video is kind of like a road that leads back to your channel. So each time you make a video, it's like another road, another road. And eventually one road is going to turn into like a freeway. And um, the first video that, that I made that really got a lot of traction was about the uh, millennial generation and, and why they feel so entitled. And uh, that one was from the ideas of Simon Sinek. And... Uh, he shared it around and that, that video has, I think 5 million views today. Um, and that was my first, um, the first time I experienced just the power of the internet and just people, I went from getting like one subscriber a week to suddenly it was like a thousand a day. And then wow. that one video caused multiple other videos to kind of get some traction. And then I was like, all right, let me replicate the success. So I made a video in a similar fashion of from Joe Rogan. And that also did really well. And um, I kind of found the the success pattern was to make a video for somebody with a, a big following and then get them to share it. And then that would make the video get a lot of views. And, and that was working quite well for a while. And then um, my biggest video was um, I'm always writing down ideas, just like if I'm on the bus or driving around or I'm looking out the window and I'm just thinking about like, ideas and questions that I want to answer. And then I have a list of hundreds of questions and I'll go to my computer and I'll, I'll Google search the answer to the question. And if the, if the question hasn't really been answered before, I'll try to be the one to answer it. So, um, I was looking at country flags one day and I noticed that there wasn't any purple on any of the flags. And I, I was like, um, you know, why, why don't any country flags have purple? And I looked at the answer and the answer was so weird. And I figured, all right, let me just make this into a video. And that video was like, I think it was one of the number one trending videos on YouTube. It got 4 million views in one day. And I got about 100,000 subscribers in a week. Wow. And that one just, just blew up. And uh, I actually turned that video into a children's book recently. Um, yeah, so I, I experienced quite a bit of success in a short amount of time, right around the year mark. And then um, things really dropped off, actually, um, for about a year after that. 
uh, I was trying to replicate the same success that I had early on and it kind of wasn't working. So I, I had to kind of reinvent myself. So I, I, um, I got a lot more philosophical on the channel and I started focusing more on like, uh, longer videos. I think people on YouTube nowadays are, they want something that goes a little deeper. They don't want those two minute little education, cute videos. Some people do. And YouTube used to be all about retention. It, like it really mattered how much of the video people watched. So if you had a two minute video and somebody watched a minute and 50 seconds, that was seen as very good. Uh, now it's all about watch time. So if you have a three hour video and somebody watches five minutes of that three hour video, that's actually seen as better than the one minute and 50 seconds that somebody watched of the two minute video. So people want longer videos. The YouTube algorithm likes longer videos. Um, like podcasts, podcasts are doing really well. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've taken it into a, a different direction where I just go a little bit deeper and I'm kind of appealing to more of a mature audience. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's been paying off pretty well lately. I think, I think you're hitting on one of the key things that, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of, uh, YouTube kind of, you can use that YouTube coaches or consultants or whatnot. And I think the key is that first of all, for people that don't know YouTube, the Google is obviously the number one search engine in the world. The number two is not Bing or not Yahoo. It's actually YouTube. So it's, it's the search algorithm is extremely important and is getting more and more sophisticated. And I think the overarching message here is that the search algorithm is getting so smart that it really does a great job of finding good quality content. And I think that's what you've tapped into. You know, everything else, mm. if we put it to uh, aside, I think you've been, you've been asking questions that are interesting and just going on a, uh, a bit of an altruistic journey for, for good knowledge that, that's valuable. And look, I, I've, I've uh, looked into your channel, watched a lot of your videos in the last couple of days. And I and it definitely struck a chord with me. So I want to I want to jump into now some of the big questions that you've answered and maybe how they come about. But like, first of all, let, uh, if we could talk about some of the videos that I've really found interesting, I, I'd love that. Like, for example, one that I saw earlier today was I think the title was I, I can't remember the full title, but it was something like why do um why do stupid people or dumb people not like I, I don't even really mm. you know, saw harsh words, but yeah. why do those types of people yeah. think they're smart? And t can you t t walk us through that video and tell us where did that idea come from? That's a great question. And um, it's called the Dunning Kruger effect. And it's, it's where it, it explains why dumb people think they're smart or it explains why every guy can think that they can step into like a UFC and win a fight or, it explains why very ignorant people think that they're very competent. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly guilty of this as well. And I, I'm constantly kind of reminded of this one because I, as an educator on YouTube, there, there is pressure to like, I'm, I'm seen as like an expert in some ways and I'm really not. So I, I feel this Dunning-Kruger effect all the time. Like people are going to find me out. Um, but yeah, the Dunning-Kruger effect is basically where, um, in the beginning, you're, you're completely ignorant. You know nothing. And then you learn a little bit about something. Let's say you read like one article on global warming, and then you go around to everybody you know and you start preaching about global warming and, uh, or veganism or, or any topic. You, know, you go to dinner parties and you tell all your friends, you know, this is what I learned. But then the thing is you, you end up learning more. Um, as you progress, you learn more about a certain topic and you learn both sides of the argument. And um, ironically, the more you learn, the less confident you become in talking about a certain subject. 
So um, experts tend to undervalue themselves far less than people who are, who are just at the beginning of their learning process. So it's an interesting phenomenon, and you see it a lot on the Internet because now everybody has a, a platform and a voice to, to preach. So, yeah, I guess we kind of live in an age where there are very few experts, but there are many voices in the room. I see this, and even even not even online, I see this at dinner parties. I, I always call this um, a highly opinionated ignorance, where it's it's like yeah. you you can't you know everybody knows those people or those individuals in in the in the friend group that is willing to just give a really harsh uh, and and a really harsh opinion, but doesn't seem to have a firm knowledge base. So it's just kind of interesting because I think we've all experienced it. So I thought that was a great video because everybody does ask that mm. question, and and then there's it, so this is a really cool one, but then. You you have stuff that's a bit it's almost like it's not mainstream history but for example you have a really great video on nikola tesla mm. and his investigations into uh pyramids and what the pyramids really you know what his hypothesis in terms of the pyramids and them as energy sources tell us a little bit about that and <laughs> where that where that inspiration came from and what yeah just tell us about that well, yeah, the part of the, the big reason why I called the, the channel after school and I, I misspelled school on purpose um, is because um, in school, we're just taught so many things that it, it's very much like on a rigid track. And I, as a kid, I always loved uh, learning, but I never cared much for school. And I find that a lot of kids, kids are like that. Some, some kids are, are audible learners. Um, some are visual. Some need to actually experience the thing. We all, we all, most of us enjoy learning, but um, many of us don't enjoy the, the way it's taught in school. And uh, for me, history is so interesting. I could study and learn history all day, but I, I found that the way it's taught in school is, is kind of boring. Um, there's so many incredibly interesting things that, that don't fit like this mainstream puzzle that happened in history. And they kind of get cast aside because, you know, if we have to acknowledge them, then we're going to have to re-examine the entire puzzle. Uh, so the Nikola Tesla uh, pyramid video was, um, I actually didn't really make that video. Um, that was a, a partnership um, with Gaia. And I really enjoyed the video and they allowed me to kind of integrate it onto my channel. And uh, people on YouTube love anything that's kind of like counterculture, conspiracy theory type videos. Um, so that one, that one did really well. Yeah, and it's, it's so cool because, look, I'm a huge fan of of sort of reexamining things and just hearing hearing people, diff, you know, essentially, like you said, countercultural, different types of perspectives that maybe go against the, the mainstream because I always try and be open-minded. So I find that stuff fascinating. I think it's really cool uh, that, that you focus on those topics as well as perhaps other ma more mainstream topics. And let's also talk about your style. So why have you chosen to, you said you had the skill of an animator. Why did you choose to integrate the animation into, uh, not, it's not in all the videos I noticed, but it's in some of them. And, mm. and what was your thought behind that? Oh, behind the animation style? Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of goes back to just how we're all um, different styles of learners. And I, I feel like the, the animation style kind of brings all the styles together. So um, it's very visual. And what I do is I, I essentially I hear the concept, and then whatever comes to my mind, I just draw it. Like the first, pretty much the first thing that comes to my mind, I literally just, if you talk about a white horse, I'm going to draw a white horse. And this kind of just lets the viewer sit back and just 
absorb everything being said in a very, they don't have to think too hard. They don't have to try to interpret anything. And so they're hearing the, the words being spoken. They're seeing the, the, the visuals. And then they're also kind of, when you see my hand drawing the thing, it also kind of gives you the experience that you are drawing it a little bit. So I think it, it, it kind of captivates the viewer and they really want to know what's going to get drawn next. And, um, it's, it's been a very good style for taking something complex and, and simplifying it. Um, and, uh, I've noticed that, uh, kids will stick around and, and watch a video all the way through. Whereas, um, compared to like a normal video, people will watch about 25% on YouTube and, and my videos, people watch over half, probably about 60 or 70%. Which wow. is, I'm pretty happy with. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you from you know from what I've learned and seen just my own challenge through investigation. That's a really, really high retention rate. So that's amazing. Uh, there was also another video that caught my attention as well. And by the way, oh, I wanted to come back to one thing you said. I, I remember you said I think pretty much most people like to learn. I would amend that, and I think I think we could say. Oh, essentially almost everybody in some way, you know, cause even you could say playing a video game or watching a movie, you're still processing information. So I think it's right. just finding that right type of information that intrigues, intrigues you or, or, you know, it hits maybe some endorphins going off or, or whatnot. But, uh, there's another video that I want to talk mm. about too, which resonated with me. And th- so it's, it's just to explain to people the breadth of topics covered on your channel. There's one about Alan Watts, I believe. And I, mm. I was only able to listen to, I think it was 10 minutes. I only listened to the first half of it, but it was about, uh, I think the title was, what would you do if you only, something, if you only pursued pleasure, something along those lines. Mm. And, and it was a very inspirational because for me, that's sort of been my story in, in a lot of ways. I used to be an attorney and then now I've gone into this whole journey in education. And that's kind of, that's how I view my path. But tell us a little bit about Alan Watts and this video. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've got a big grin on my face right now because that, that is my favorite video. And awesome. a, a lot of these videos are, are more, it's almost like my diary. It's, it's kind of like I'm on this journey and I'm kind of sharing this journey with everybody through this art form. So um, one of the hardest questions to answer in life is what do we want? What do I want? It's such a, it's such a simple question, yet it's so incredibly hard to answer. And oftentimes, if you think you know what you want and then you eventually get it, let's say I want, I want to be rich and I finally get rich, I find that that's actually not what I wanted. Um, and it's so interesting. You, you can never really know what you want for two reasons. Reason number one is that you already have it. And reason number two is you can never know yourself. To know yourself is like a fire trying to burn itself or a knife trying to cut itself. It's just like this infinite game that, that you can never find the source. So I see a, a lot of young people are, are kind of, they, they have skills and they have all this energy and, but they don't really know what they want to do with life. And they kind of see what their parents want them to do and what their parents did. And that old way is maybe not as appealing to them. So um, we live at an interesting time where, where things are moving really quickly and there's a lot of new opportunities and, um, I think before you, you pursue any venture, you should really understand like why you're pursuing that venture. You have to answer the why first and to understand what you want is, is a very valuable thing. This, this ties back into, this ties back into another video, I believe to correct me if I'm wrong on your channel about the two fears that, 
uh, so I watched a bunch of your videos that ties back into two mm. fears that are pervasive in our lives. And so again, please jump in if I'm misstating this, but I think it was, if I remember correctly, a fear of isolation and then a fear of conformity. And sort of those are two things that balance, that sort of uh, counterbalance mm. each other, both in potentially positive and negative ways when we're trying to achieve greatness. Could you, can you talk a little bit about, about that? Cause I thought that was really interesting. I think that's mm. something that I've, that I've subconsciously tussled with as well. Yeah, originally when I started out on that video, the the original topic for the video was um, arrogance versus confidence. What's the difference between arrogance and confidence? And I kind of kept exploring this idea, and I I found I ended up coming across a much deeper idea that um, was our two greatest fears in life. And one of our greatest fears is our we fear our own greatness. We fear our own maximum potential, actually far more than being insignificant. So the reason we fear our own greatness is because when you become great, let's say like Elon Musk or, or LeBron James, you're kind of on an Island. Like you're separated from everybody else and you can't really relate to everyday people. And then, uh, so in turn we conform, we conform so we can be just like everybody else and have friends and have a normal life. But the problem is when we conform too much, we kind of lose our individuality and our sense of self. So if you completely conform, you kind of go through this like psychological death. And so that's our other fear. Our fear of conformity drives us to want to be an individual. So we're kind of caught between these two fears our whole life. But actually the fear of greatness is far greater than the fear of conformity. That's why so much of us kind of settle for a life below our maximum potential because it's comfortable to conform. So that, that was one of the ideas I explored. A lot of those uh, philosophies are from Abraham Maslow. And uh, I'm actually doing a follow-up video from him right now. And, uh, yeah. So what would you say for anybody out there listening who maybe heard, heard what your channel's about and they, they're like, I want to check it out, but I just want to know in a, in a few sentences or something, what – what can, what can I expect when I come to after school or, you know, what, what might, what questions might I want answered? You know, something along those lines. That's a great question. Um, yeah, the topics I cover are really scattered. Like if you just took a, a quick bird's eye view at all the topics, you, you might think that they're all just very random and they kind of are, but there is a, a common thread that runs through them all. And it's all about kind of getting you to question things. I, I don't want people to come to my channel and just believe everything I, I say on there blindly. And it, I mean, believing everything on the channel is kind of just as lazy as dismissing everything I say. You know, both are, are lazy styles of thinking. So I want people to kind of question things when they see a video on my channel. And, and hopefully those questions will lead them to try something new, like mushrooms or travel or try a different business or you know, I want, I want them to get an idea from my videos and then pursue that idea. That's the whole intent. There it is. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I, I, I got to say to everybody out there listening, you got to check it out. It's a, a lot of really cool stuff. I think there's got there's probably videos for everybody, depending on your interests. Uh, definitely resonated with me. So, Mark, if people if people want to check out your YouTube channel, learn more, how can they do that? Where do, where do they go? Um, yeah, just go to YouTube and type in after school. That's S K O O L. That's how we spell school. And, um, 
yeah, all the videos are completely free on YouTube, and they'll always be free. So, yeah, please enjoy. All right, awesome. And if you guys missed that information, well, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, you can go to the show notes at www.scalarlearning.com. Just go to the podcast section, and you'll find it under there. Also, if you haven't done so yet, make sure to check us out on YouTube as well. Just go to YouTube and search for Scalar Learning. Also, follow us on Instagram if you want a solid daily dose of math infographics and math memes. Uh, We got lots of stuff coming out in the next few months, especially if you're uh, taking the SAT or ACT this year. A lot of good stuff. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you next time. Take it easy. Scalar Learning. Give me that scale